0: Best of all, it's 100% free. Who doesn't love free and ridiculously easy to use? And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. That's right. Free platform, free sponsorship. What more could you ask for? So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, etc., go to anchor.fm slash start, anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Please get started. It's all I love. This is a great space for the creative Anchor podcast. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start.
1: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors.
2: Peaceful. Yeah. yeah. Well, I ride. Peaceful. Well, I ride. Earth make yeah. This ain't no podcast, it is a broadcast, yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. Sipping on this brown with a brown skin. Cognac and caramel skins with time beard. Who you love, who you hate? Well, let's talk about it. The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic. Hotter than the tropics. You looking forward, you know we got it. See the bigger picture, no microscopic. We the is know you tuned in yeah we know you tuned in nothing but a thing. all we missing is juice and gin tying up the loose ends we ain't asked for your two cents special guests every single day and still no new friends calm down youngin. i know you see that we runnin i promise that this ain't nothing ain't compared to what's really coming andre i ain't talking 3000 i'm talking drumming off the glass when i dunk it. it is geese just say you love it uh this that ain't no way it's true life. Yeah. S.V. on the mic 1212 This ain't no rain issue like you know sports social commentary women and life. This ain't no rain issue like Uh-huh. her singing E on the mic 1212 This ain't no rain issue like you know sports social commentary
0: women in life, Do you want me to restart that? Can you are we live now though? It's all right. We're gonna get it back. we gonna get it back right, man. Today's just been kind of a little bit off for everybody, man. It's a weird day. It's a weird day. Don't worry about it, people. We're gonna get you right on the Ignorant Intelligent Podcast. Episode three. You know, I'm feeling good. How about yourself, Sarah? How you you doing today, Sarah? Good, good. Trip was good? Yeah, it was good. Different scenery, different warm? Unlike Michigan, when it's like very unpredictable, when it's 60 degrees, and then it's raining, then it's snowing, then it's back clear. Yeah, it was a constant 80 degrees while I was there, so it was nice. That's good to hear. I'm I'm very unhappy with the Michigan weather. I'm thinking about moving myself. Today wasn't too bad, though. Nah, it was a little clearer for you. How you doing today, my special guest? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? I'm doing fine. Introduce yourself to the people, please. I'm Rhonda Barley. All right, now, Mrs. Barley. We had a little trouble getting you here.
1: Yes, we did. But
0: you finally here. I'm finally here. You know what? Um, this is like one of my, my best friends. This is his mother. You know, so we're gonna keep it very respectful. It's no do say this episode, it's no cognac this noticed episode. We're yes. <laughs> <laughs> gonna keep it very respectful, you know, out of respect for mom, Duke. So, you know, first and foremost, uh introduce yourself to the people, you know, your background and where you come from, things of that nature.
1: Well, I'm a native Detroiter. Okay. Um, I um. I am working currently as a accounting assistant for the oh. Presbyterian Church USA. Have been in for the last eighteen years. Okay. Uh, I run a nonprofit organization called A Place of Refuge, where I address homelessness for children aging out of the foster care system. Okay. I am a mom, a wife, hey, a mom. grandmother,
0: a w- grand-grand. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and uh, what else? Oh, I'm currently taking signatures because I'm trying to get on the ballot.
0: Mm, speaking of ballots, political yes. stance.
1: Yeah, please yeah. let the people
0: know your political stance and what your uh, endeavors are in that in that realm.
1: Well, I am currently pursuing um, signatures so I can get on the ballot for mm. the primaries uh, in in August okay. for a U.S. House Representative.
0: Oh, wow, that's so dope. Yeah, It's very dope. And um, I think uh, black women in, in leadership is very important in our society. I feel like uh, it's not enough of uh, women of color really taking that role or taking it serious. You know, and I feel like uh, a lot of young women need to look up to women such as yourself in that stature, even just taking it on. You know, not even say necessarily there yet. We're going to get there. Believe that. But I think just jumping out there and taking a stance and having a different cause and a different purpose in the community.
1: I think oftentimes people think you have to reach – you have to have some type of qualifications. And when you look at the qualifications, Mm. it's just everyday people who who are concerned about what's going on in communities and what's going on in our life. And um, this – I didn't start out this way on purpose. I <laughs> I was actually just trying to do one thing, right. and I went to a training, and it was just ordinary people. And I said, you right. know what, I can do this. I've set up under administrations, you know. Right. I've, I've I'm a Detroiter, so I've watched, you know, administrations come and go, oh. and I just have not seen what I need to see. So mm. that encouraged you know, me to run.
0: Speaking of which, scene of what we haven't seen, you know, uh, encompassing to. The Obama campaign, the Obama election, the Obama years versus our Trump administration going on that we have currently. What, what are your thoughts and and opinions on that, you know, what, in, in comparison as well as, you know, just your practical ideologies on, on both our presidential candidates?
1: Well, you know, President, um, former President Barack Obama, he was an organizer. Mm-hmm. and that I believe that was the spirit of the uh, of the country at that Groundwork, time right. uh-huh.
0: touching the people.
1: Yes. And um our current president Donald Trump, he's a businessman. So it's a little bit different. But what I'm seeing right now is everybody being exposed. Everything is leaves like it's just being uncovered. It, yeah. No matter what's going on, all the truth is coming out. And um so I because of a political position and who I am in Christ, I just I stay neutral in that. Uh yeah. I don't judge them one way or another i just know that i have to pray for them and so and that's what i do i (laughs) really truly do definitely
0: prayed and when he says the great again i'm like you know the mantra is cool but you know the underlying message of it is kind of uh condescending Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um i felt like in order to make a a country great again you have to start with the person Mm -hmm. start with the people you know make the people great you know what i mean touch the people touch hands touch families not disrespect or you know uh Just constantly just be rude, you know what I mean? Just just always have a a negative disposition, and I feel like when you're the uh, front face of our country, always having that attitude towards your own, how do you expect the rest of the world to respect us or look at us or even shake hands with us, you know what I mean? Or even have a diplomatic stance when it comes to communicating or even with our foreign policies, everything that has to do with legislation, I feel like... Keep it respectful at home first, and the rest of the world will bring their respects towards you on all our platforms, and all our dynamics, all our levels. You know. So,
1: well, I tell you what it's doing; it's making people run who never have before. Yeah, and and I think that's going to be the what we're going to see going forward. You're going to see a lot of women that are going to be uh, getting signatures and mm. running for office who never have before, because we need to see different. We're going to criticize anybody. We're just going to try to make some changes, and, and uh, that's what I plan on doing.
0: Speaking of change, speaking of women as well, uh, as a black woman, do you feel there's misrepresentation or minimum representation of women in power uh, these days, or just in general, especially women, you know, women of color?
1: There are not enough African-American women in any field. In my uh, opinion, no matter what, not in the political arena, not in corporate America, uh-huh. not not anywhere. You know, I think that. Um, but, you know, we don't make up a lot of the United States population either. Uh, women in general, you know, I don't want to just focus only on African-American women. Women in general, you know, okay. we are not really represented as we are, so, as we ought to, in my well, opinion.
0: And why do you, is you do you think that's because of just the, the fragile you know, the male ego power dynamic struggle, you know, that, that kind of diaspora in the, in the corporate settings, political settings, even just as a man, just in society as general, you know, I feel like they have this thing where there's no balance. It's all a control thing. It's all an ego thing. And I think that that kind of pushes the, the wrong agenda, you know, and it's also the wrong image. I feel like when it comes to it's being about America, it's togetherness, it's unity, it's fighting for a cause, for a purpose. Why wouldn't you want to do that? with the balance of both men and female, whether it's equal pay, you know, gender rights, gender equality, you know, even with the feminist movements in the 60s and the 70s, you know, you have to have some kind of involvement with both women and minorities, you know what I mean? And if you don't have that, you'll continue to struggle, you'll continue to fail, and with the uprising of women these days, speaking out, coming forward, not just with the Me Too movements, but like you're, you know, indulging in, you know, your endeavors with the House of Representatives and just in the community in general, I felt like uh, it's very well needed because if it doesn't happen now, when will it ever happen as far as shifting the paradigm and power and just empowerment in general? Oh, know.
1: I think it's on the move. I, I I sincerely believe that it's on the move. Man. And you will see that uh, this coming election. Um, if you just watch just throughout Michigan, throughout mm-hmm. the throughout the country, um, and you'll see that women are going to be moving forward and i believe that women do have a place and i think oftentimes we you know we're trying to balance being a wife and a mother and all mm. those different things so we have a lot of different things that we have to cope with and so i had to wait i had to <laughs> wait until my children were old enough for me to to move in in this arena
0: mm.
1: being a mother and a wife was more important than um you know, being seen.
0: What do you think was, uh, was that like your biggest challenge? You know, being a mom, you know, stepping into this kind of a field. Why couldn't you do it then? What do you think was, you know, why can not you do it then? No, I couldn't, because being a mother was way more
1: important to me than anything else in a career.
0: Wow. You know what? And um, I felt like a lot of people choose their career over their family. And I think that'll have a, a lasting, crippling effect on your family, on mm-hmm. your children. Which we kind of see today, you know, in a way, especially with my generation, I felt like uh, parents haven't really, you know, structured them in a certain way, values, your principles, your core beliefs, because it seems to me no one believes in anything, everyone just goes with the flow of, of things, no one's setting stone on things, and I go, <clears throat> excuse me, I go back to the foundation of it, you know, being a community, being a parent, being a guardian, you know, whatever you're... Position is in that child's life. I feel like you need to have some kind of stance on what you believe in, so they can believe. You know, so once they see people like you coming to the forefront, like wow, you know, my mother had core values. My mother stood for things. My grandmother stood for things. My my father, my uncles, you know, having that family dynamic, I feel like is important over anything in life. Money, career. Um, if you don't have that, you, you don't have a community. You don't have leadership. You don't have the qualities needed for certain movements because you're missing the—before unity becomes family. When you have a family, when you're solid, when you're bonded together in any revolutionary movement, that's a family. You know, those core values, the essence of that is rooted in in your parenthood and everything. So I definitely feel you and congratulate you on putting your values, your ethics, your morals, your principles over a job or Mm -hmm. Pursuing a career, something that you might loved at that time. You know, so I definitely congratulate you on that.
1: What I did as um, growing up in Detroit, I watched my grandmother and my grandmother uh, was a community advocate she just loved community she was the president of her block club hmm. and when i was a little girl we had the mobile pool the mobile swimming pool and i don't know okay if you, yeah i definitely know okay <laughs> and then they also had the mobile library so every summer the mobile
0: library
1: yeah there, there used to be a library that they put the books in a in truck and they would come into your communities yeah and so my grandmother was you, you know did that for us every single summer and so, and she always provided, we had like a two family flat. She would always provide housing for other people. Mm. So I watched that, but she was a wife. Most important to her was Christ, her husband, and then the community, her family, then the community. And so if you can keep those things, whatever your religious beliefs are, right. then your, your husband, your children, then the world.
0: Mm. And so, you know what, I think that'll, it, it makes it a better world when yeah, you put it like that. Yeah. You know, and I, I want to bring up something as well, going back into the political realm. Uh, this is an article I pulled up earlier. <clears throat> the black voter turnout rate declined for the first time in 20 years in the presidential election, falling, wow, this is a, a much, pretty much a record, falling to 59.6% in 2016, which is, last year of the Obama administration, after reaching a record high 66.6% in 2012. And what I'm getting to, you know, with the the premise of that is, what do you think has caused the decline in the black vote? I think people have just lost hope. Hmm.
1: I think people don't trust anymore. And uh, that's one of the things— That I hope I can have a voice in that people understand, especially African-Americans, understand that we have not had voting privileges so long. You know what I'm saying? Even though it was granted, but you'd get you you would get hurt trying to vote. And so um, in my lifetime, Mm -hmm. you know, I've seen things. And so. And over the years, it has not been important. So we, you, you, things are being—I hate to say—dumbed down. But people are not recognizing the importance that that's our voice. That's how we speak. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want things to change, then you have to vote. It's—it's it's, there's no other way. That's just this is a democratic society, and so that's what we do. And um, but for whatever reason, I think it maybe it's not taught in school. And it's not taught at home. At
0: home, right.
1: And so um there used to be a time African Americans were proud
0: to go and vote. The lines wrapped around.
1: Yes. Yeah. And,
0: and speaking of voting, that's kind of like a a recent, you know, right. You know, it's not over yeah. hasn't even been close to about sixty, sixty five years. Yeah. You know, this is still fairly new. It's very Getting new. Getting educated on it and then you have to think with our you know grandparents or great grandparents being new to that dynamic of having some kind of power in America in general to change something and i think when you're on the ground facing like you say police brutality or segregation racism at a at a rate that's so you know so intense and you're not seeing any changes in your community you're not seeing any changes in your local offices or any power structures in general i think you lose hope in the system mm-hmm. So in turn, I lose hope to feel like my vote means something, like my vote matters, that, you know, who I elect in these offices or in these districts and my communities matter because I'm not seeing any changes. I'm seeing, you know, the foreigners coming in, taking everything. I'm seeing this, you know, this Trump guy, you know, it's so many different, uh, I feel like, um, power struggles, you know, and when you have no, no change that you can see, I feel like people... Lose hope in the future, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess
1: as a community, if we what I what we don't have enough of mm-hmm. are block clubs and neighborhood associations. You, when you trying to make a difference, you got to have numbers. You know, with, yeah. in the civil rights movement, they had
0: numbers. Very strong, This which was just national. Yes, by the way.
1: So you have to, when you want something to change, then you have to show out in numbers. Uh, we have something really recent. I believe it was in Alabama, mm-hmm. right? There was a, a, it was a government um, election, okay, and there was something going on with the character of one of the uh, uh, people that was running, and I don't know what it was, but it wasn't positive. Okay, African American women turned out and voted. <laughs> At, I like ninety something percent. Wow! Now this is just a couple of months ago, and Very I'm about recent. yeah, and prevented the guy who um, our current president who he had he had endorsed him, and so now I won't I'm not I won't speak of anyone's character I won't do that <laughs> but whatever it was it was not positive and so I I know that if we turn out in numbers we can change some things,
0: you know. I think education is a start of change as well. Mm-hmm. You know, being at, in the information age and a society where you can access information, yes, yeah, some may be false, some may be not as accurate, but I feel like exposure to uh different agendas, you know, different sides, both Democratic or Republican, whatever you believe. Mm-hmm. I feel like once you educate a society or educate your community, they make better informed decisions, you know, or, or even rally smarter. You know, like you say, having a better – um collective you know bargaining power mm. you know so if you educate yourself or educate your community which i think starts at home starts with the parents starts with the grandparents because you know kids even young adults you're kind of going off the energy of your as of your elders you know they're, they're really the ones guiding you or giving you instruction and where they don't really have the knowledge as well they're kind of passing down a misguided uh, role of revolution i feel like mm. You know, so what do you you feel about that as far as education, especially in our communities?
1: Oh, you don't want me to go there.
0: We have to go. We have to go there. (laughs) Well,
1: what I see in my community, um, I grew up in a 48204 area code. And Uh if you know where that is. But I have watched, I've been back for 24 years. I left Michigan for about six years. So I've been back about 25 years now. Okay. And I've watched that community go down and go down. It started before I left. Uh But now it's to the point... Um, there's not many homes left. Uh, we have homes that we've been waiting to be, uh, demolished. knocked down. They have not been demolished yet. Whole blocks. Yes. <laughs> and, um, it's so bad that if you, not, if you not asking for a loan, just, I need to get a roof put on my home. A Home Depot wouldn't even come out to even give an estimate. Wow. So now I'm not putting Home Depot on blast. I'm just saying <laughs> that some of these places won't even go in these communities and mm. without back to uh, neighborhood associations. And when you have, you know, not too many homes in and in in on a block, right. then you go you would have to extend your neighborhood association so you can have numbers so you can change what you have. Mm. I need you to tear these houses down. I need to prevent the dumping in my community. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The schools that we have in our community, don't close them. The school in my community is closed. The school uh, maybe a mile away is closed. They build one school. And I I don't want to exaggerate, but I believe it have to um, provide education to about a four and a half mile radius.
0: Oh, my God. That's...
1: So if you live at Livernoy, you have to walk all the way down to Wyoming if your parent doesn't have a car.
0: Mm. And that's included if you have, you know, bus fare as well. You know, no, there's, there's no a... bus
1: that's going down there because there's no bus going down West Chicago.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Now, there's a bus that will go down Joy Road. Right. But there's none going down West Chicago. You know, and see what happens when you don't have numbers, you don't have the support. And most most time, people don't even know how how policy even works, you know. Mm-hmm. And everything is policy-driven. Everything. Definitely. You know, and so when you don't know, you're you waiting for something to happen. You're waiting for
0: somebody yeah, to fix it. You're waiting for the fix it. You're waiting for the hope. You're waiting for that change. But you're the change and you're the hope. Yes, exactly. You know, which goes back to, like you say, the education thing, which I have another Article I brought up as well, which I want to elaborate on further. Give me one second. So I believe anyways.
1: education is making some strides, but not enough. Not, 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 not enough. making enough. Not and enough.
0: Before I get to the article, I really want to say, you know, um, technology is changing the way we're changing as a, cultures and societies are changing. Mindsets are changing. The way job creation is changing. However, I feel like the education paradigm isn't changing at all. You know, um, it's the same formats, It's the same structures. It's the same, you know, people going to schools now, you know, four to eight years, and when they graduate in college or even a community to a degree, you're going into a job field that might not even be available in those next four to eight years. Mm-hmm. So is that really an investment in your future or the investment just going into debt? For nothing, you know, you you want to learn other skills, you want to learn other things, but that's very costly, you know. So how do you how do you think you you should change the education system or even revamp it to where it's it means something to society? You know, you don't want to just educate kids, educate kids. And then when they get out here, the job isn't even available or the technical diaspora of it is wiping away that job. So what what do you think should happen as far as leveraging that?
1: Well, you know, we're we're actually a service. Mm -hmm. Michigan is turning into a service-driven economy, right? You know, things here are changing. You know, the auto industry and all those things.
0: Yeah, I see it every day. Yeah, (laughs) it's
1: changing, and so you have to, you know, as a parent, you. I know what I did. I just stayed abreast of what was going on.
0: Mm.
1: Everybody can't do that. But that's what I did. I paid attention. I put my children in different programs, engineering programs. I found things to put my children in to try to help them have an option.
0: Right. Other Ask skills. It,
1: yes. To what they may decide to do, you know, with Anthony basketball. You know, he did DAPSAP. I put him in all kind of different programs, him, him and his sisters. Yeah. And and so – but I that was more important to me, my children. And some people don't have that option. Some people, you know – A mother, she may have to make the choice of going to work or taking her child to work. You know what I'm saying? If I don't go to work, I read this. This young lady, she Mm -hmm. had to go to work, right? Okay. She didn't have a child provider. So women, single women are faced with that. Uh I got to pay my rent. I need to go to work, but I don't have anybody to watch my child or I can't afford the child care. So what do I do? Do I stay at home and get evicted or do I take my child to work? She wow. decided to take her child to work. And I had to do that, too, as a single parent. You know, I had to do some things. I had to be real creative. I would. And, and I'm not trying to get away from your question, but no, I no, had, no, no. I, all had in I had situations where they had block care. So I may be able to put one child in child care all day long, but the other child may have child care for two hours. And <laughs> then I would have to pick her up and then take her back two hours later. Oh, wow. So I would have to take her to work with me. And by the grace of God, I all I work for somebody who, you know, understood my situation. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. And so when you're when you're thinking about education, a lot of it it's at home. You need to teach your children and you got like I'm saying, you have to stay abreast of what's going on. If things are changing, you know you're gonna always need doctors. You know you're gonna always Obviously need nurses, you always right. need the medical field. But far as um you, you know, Going to school, I personally recommend junior college mm. versus going into a university. And I, I tell every parent that I run into, do the bridge program. And the bridge program is where you can be a um, registered at Wayne State, but you're taking your core classes at Wayne County Community College. So your mother don't have that big bill, right? Because when they first go into college, they don't know what they want to do. No way.
0: Exactly. Even when they leave it. (laughs) Exactly.
1: But but they're um, students at both of the schools, both at the community college and and the university. Now, when you talk about cost, I think we need to do something. We definitely need to cap the cost. Mm. I have a problem with, you know, I just finished U of M two years ago. Okay. And. The job, the hourly wage that they want to pay you. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Right. Then I'm, I'm not, I don't have to do it.
0: The, 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 the cost of the degree, the incentive once you graduate and go into the job field, is kind of like a slap in the face for yes. what they either hourly or salary doesn't, doesn't even matter. And I tell people all the time not to cut you off, but I'm in the, the manufacturing industry. I work in the plant mm-hmm. and I tell people all the time, you know, yeah, you may have a point system, you may have a union, you know, it may take you a little bit longer, to be disposed you know if they can fire you or whatever when you're in management you don't have that luxury they can get rid of you anytime but i always say all in all whenever you work for someone else you're always expendable i don't care if you're hourly or salary you know and i felt like you have to develop other skills and other networking abilities in order to become your own in some form or fashion because you can't always rely on an employer you know the world isn't set up like how we used to be where you can work a job 20, 30 years, get a pension, you know, get whatever, feed your family for that next 10, 15 years, leave stuff to the wife, leave it to the kids. And now they're sucking social security dry, you know, the tax incentives is kind of like second to none now due to the Trump administration. You know, it's kind of like, where, where do I go? What do I do? You know, so I, I definitely urge uh, people to always look into other skill sets and, Build yourself. You know, build yourself and like you say, build your community. Mm-hmm. That's all you have at the end of the day. Like you say, you got a single mother, she can't take care of both kids. You know what I mean? She has to go to work. One has to stay at the childcare. One might have to stay at grandmother's house. You know what I mean? You kinda gotta leverage your options and those options are very limited. And unfortunately those options can be very costly. Not financially all the time, but it can be a spiritual consequence. It can be a a mental consequence, the stress, the anxiety, the pressure, you know, and when you're raising a family like that, how do you have time to learn? How do you have time to be? How do you have time to be self-aware and self-develop when you're under all that scrutiny, all that pressure and, and those kinds of, of things being bombarded at you at one time, especially being a single parent, mother or father, you know. So I kind of think uh, those struggles are, man, just, you know, we overcome, we overcome adversity a lot. As a people, but I think we would always be better together. Whether it's the lady down the street supporting black businesses, supporting each other's purposes and causes, and I tell people all the time, even if you don't know what your purpose or your cause is, get engaged with other people so you may know or get or get interested. Sometimes interest builds purpose, and when you're interested in things, when you get to excited about different things, that may be your calling to something bigger than. Just the the, the, the the small stuff, you know, the athlete or things of that nature. You know what I mean? So it's always a bigger picture, always a bigger spectrum is what I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm.
1: Detroit right now, you know, they have a lot of different programs that are going on apprenticeship programs. Definitely. Yeah.
0: My, my father's a brick mason. My grandfather's mm-hmm. where they preach it to me all the time, get a trade skill. You need to. Definitely. And
1: everybody should have something else. Yeah. You're right in that aspect. But... Back to education. If we could figure out how education could be paid for,
0: mm.
1: now we know what deep what 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 our public schools. The re, yeah. we go back to public schools. <laughs> we go back to the community that I grew up in right. because you don't have the housing and you know the the tax base pay yeah. for the education exactly. And then they always vote down millage. So you Man. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody wants to pay anything extra, but when you don't pay extra, then this, these are the results that we get.
0: You're not investing in your own community. No. And what you get is Home Depot didn't, don't want to come and put a roof on your house. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Or the recycling program isn't, it may be on one block, but you go on the other side of the neighborhood, you don't have a recycling can. You know, it's, it's little stuff like that that builds to the bigger things in the bigger picture. You know, so make yourself aware. Get involved with other people that's aware. I think being stuck in your own ignorance has a lot of people stuck and stagnant, you know? So having the podcast or like you say, you're out there handing out flyers, getting petitions petition signed, getting people aware of things. Cause I think when people stuck in their own ignorance and in their own ways, they get in their own way. And when you have a, a lot of people just in one setting or in one community, you know, one city being ignorant to a certain policy or different reform, how do you change? You want change, but you don't want to change your ways or how you think or how you move or how you engage with other people socially, financially, you know, going to town hall meetings, anything, you know, change something so you can be, you know, proud of where you are or proud of where you want the community to be and thrive in the future. And when you don't do that, you get what we have now, you know, just a society where everyone's kind of like, whatever, lackadaisical, you know, not enthused. So, so what what is your idea or what are your plans to get the community involved in and voting, especially for your uh, for your campaign?
1: Um, just being out there, making myself available in um, any way that I can make myself available to share the importance of the primaries. Mm-hmm. The primaries determine who goes into the general election. And, it, you know, oftentimes people skip the primary <laughs> and then they go to the general election and you're like, okay, I don't want either one of them. But you didn't go to the primaries where you would have found out everybody who actually wanted that actual position. So so it's important to do them both. And so I want to do that. I want to help people get registered. I want people to know that felons in Michigan can still vote. I know a lot of people. You'd be
0: surprised how many people don't know that. They don't know that. You just re register and vote. Wow. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I mean. Like, you know, that's why I like having. You know having this show and having this platform uh is really it's kind of like a it uh, sums me up in a bit, you know, yeah, I may have my my fun side wild side a little ignorance to me, but I also like to engage in other things and be involved in other things and bring other ideals to the table, being balanced as a person, mm-hmm. you know the way I was raised speaking of earlier in as far as family and community. You know, we had the best of of a lot of things, you know, but I also had family who might have lived down the street from me who didn't have those Christmases, who didn't have those birthdays like we had or all we had was each other. We had neighborhood friends who might not had much. We all went to the same schools, though. We all played together. We all loved each other. We were all brought up and raised with the same values, you know, so that kind of threw materialism out the way that kind of threw jealousy and hate out the way because we had each other. We have family. We have family dinners, family gatherings. We never missed a birthday, never missed, you know, the Christmas, the chicken and waffles, you know, just engagement socially with each other that I felt like um once you get into this world, you know how to engage with other people because you got that at home. Mm-hmm. And I feel like once you have that as an individual and you have children and you pass that down, man, it, it just creates this kind of energy and it's just, it, it creates a beautiful being. You know what I mean? On a spiritual level, whether you're getting church from granny, you know what I mean? You got to sit in those services two, three times a week, or you're just getting it from your, from your neighborhood. Cause a lot of people don't have family. A lot of people don't have parents. So you're getting it from the elders in the community. You're getting it from the uncle down the street or, or my friend's father who's kind of guiding me, you know, which, which goes back to, man, get involved. Get involved with the community. Exactly. Cause it's, it's a lot of adolescence that's lost, man. And now you have it where, <laughs> it's kind of funny where the elderly people kind of want to be like the young people. So who who's really lost? As a, you know, as a unit, we're lost. You know what I'm saying? So guide, guide your people in the right direction. Man, get educated. Like you say, get registered. You know, get to know. Yes, get to know. That's really and the key. Know
1: who you're voting for. You know, we for years in Detroit we vote voter um, name recognition. But if you vote name recognition and you don't see any difference in your community, why do you continue to vote those same people into office? <laughs> you have to take time and find out what that person stands for. And when you're, what, you know, just getting these signatures and and, and wrapping all, this thing, all these things around my mind, there's so many things that I can't touch because I don't believe what they believe, you uh-huh. know. And so I have to, you know, always – stay true to who I am in, in this walk. However it turns out, I have to stay true to myself, but however it turns out, I just want to make sure that people know that they have power. All people, all people in the United States, we have
0: all power. People. Not just, you know, black, it, Hispanic, not just black Asian, people. white, all people, all people. We
1: have power and we have, we don't have to settle for anything. You don't like it. Then you speak up. We put these people in office yeah. to speak for us. And so, you We do what we need to do. we rally together in one mind. What are we going after in union in unity, excuse me, in unity, you have to know what you want and go for it
0: a plan, yep, an agenda and I think uh you don't have that man like i s like I was was referring to earlier, so many lost revolutions. So many lost causes, you know, what are, what are people fighting for? It's almost like it's for an image or it's for social media or it's for uh, no purpose at all. It's for money. It's for greed. It's for, it's, it seems like to me most of these movements now are, are based off selfishness. How can it benefit me? How can it look at look out for me? How can they get, you know, how can I get more money out of this situation and more leverage out of this situation for me? It's not for the people. It's not for a cause. It's not for a right. It's all about a selfish agenda. And it gets exposed like that because you see no traction in it. You see no progress in it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You you keep seeing the same results over and over is because the foundation of it isn't right over and over. When the foundation isn't solid, when the foundation isn't strong or goal oriented, you get lost in it. The people get lost in it. You know what happens when people get lost? They don't care. I don't care for it. I I never mind it. It's an afterthought. Instead of it being engaging, it being fun, it being retroactive, it having a purpose and a cause. When you have a purpose for something, excuse me, you have a certain energy towards it. You get on the ground. You go meet. You knock on doors. You pass out the flyer. You go to your neighborhood shops, residents, businesses, whatever you have to do. You put the work in as a people because, you you know, at the end of the day, this benefits us. This isn't just a me thing or just a me and my neighbor thing or me and a black person to a black person. When are we going to get back to humanity? When people lose sight of humanity, the cause of humanity to thrive and, and live amongst each other, then you'll lose a lot of good people, man. You'll lose, a, you'll lose a lot of not only, like you say, votes. you You not only lose elections. You lose... Life, you lose humanity, you lose the conscience of the people. When people have no consciousness or nothing to live for, man, it's, it's a dangerous world to live in.
1: You've seen that with what's going on right now with the NRA.
0: Oh.
1: And we're not go- I'm, not going- I'm not going to touch it too much, mm-hmm. but when you see children that want to pray, right, the little children standing in their driveways, not children to look like us, the other children standing in their driveways, praying in schools, want to pray in school, but you know, we've taken that out of school. Nobody is addressing. Nobody's really saying anything. What are we going to do? Not the Democrats or the Republicans. Nobody is really saying anything. You know, we have lost touch. Anytime we're not, go- we're, we're not sensitive to the fact that we have a problem in this country. If our children are mentally disturbed, and they, they everybody knew, just like the young man killing his parents on yesterday, every they oh, knew that, that this boy to... had he had Some a mental, kind of mental sickness. Yeah. So don't you know, don't act like this is not a problem. These things are real that are going on. And as I, I what what bothers me is is if it as as long as it doesn't touch me and mine, then it's not a big deal. But when it touched your family, then then you, we gotta you're to change everything.
0: You 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 ranting and raving. Signs is up.
1: But we need to feel that way for all people. Yeah. All children.
0: Children. All children. You want to send them to the good schools and they shoot up the good school. Now what? All children. Now what? You, you you have this nose up mentality or nose up, you know, disposition on public schools or whatever school. These children. You want you want children to be educated. You know what I mean? You want children to be safe. You want yours to be safe want your family to be safe. You want to go to work, get your Starbucks and go to work and have a good day. You don't want to be in traffic thinking like, wow, you know, this might be the last time I see my child. Who, You know, what parent, what person wants to go through that? Or this might be the last time I, you know, may be alive today going to school. When America is founded on having rights, having certain freedoms, having certain, you know, um, obligations towards things when it comes to taking pride in something. Education is mainly one of them. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Which is the freedom to everything, you know, once you know, once you get the knowledge. So when you're telling me to go to church, which is a very prominent thing in America, when you're telling me to have these certain rights and certain stands as a person, which is very prominent, have an education, get educated, go to school. Well, if I'm going to school and all the schools are getting shut up or it's always a disturbance to that magnitude, these are mass shootings. This isn't one, two, one or two people. This is seventeen plus people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Speaking of that one incident that re- that recently happened, what do you do? You say go to school, go to a good school, go to a good neighborhood to go to a good school, and the same thing is happening in that neighborhood in that school.
1: And what does that tell you? You can't. You, evil <laughs> is all around, and yeah. it doesn't discriminate
0: at all. <laughs>
1: it don't care. Evil don't care how much money you have in your pocket. It, you know, and that's that's the illusion, you know, man. that you can take your child somewhere and they're safe. No, that's not how this – that right there. Did you see that <laughs> campus that school sat on? Oh my God. In, in Florida? That was a serious campus. That was larger than some of our universities' campus.
0: Man, larger, it was I'm huge. Like, man.
1: And they knew. It's not like this child. They know. The I boy know. yesterday, I, you know – it's so many things, but we need to do better. We need to do better. Yeah, we, got, right. we, got, we have to take a stand. Yes, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. To me, it's worth it. You think so? I think it's worth it. My grandchild is worth
0: it. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you you know, see, that's, that's, what you just said is very important. It's the generations after us. Yes. So if you don't want to change legislation now, you don't want to change society now, you don't want to change anything that affects your kids now, your family now, even you, get out your own way, get out your own ignorance, get up off the couch. Get out of, get out of that, that same mentality that, like you said, if I move, I'll be safe. If I go out of state, I'll be safe. If I go here, you're trying to run. You can't run from a problem that will constantly be in your face and constantly arrive. Whether that's racism, whether that's gun violence, police brutality, whatever issue that we have in this country, you can't keep running from it. Because you have to interface and engage with these people every day. You, the gender equalities, whatever. Sexism, whatever. Face it. Have the conversation. Because once you do that, you break the barrier for progress. You know what I mean? So be comfortable in your own skin and say, you know what? Let me go out here and, and ask some questions. Let me go out here and just go to a... Let me get out of my comfort zone and see what's going on. Let me let me be aware of other situations and other problems and other things Let me, let me put my opinion to the side. Let me put my ego and pride to the side and say, you know what? Let's have the conversation. Let's engage. Let's discuss. As, as human beings, you need that kind of engagement because it'll be a constant struggle and constant confrontation and the same petty, the same petty problems. You know what I mean? That's become one of the most prominent problems, which is being ignorant, being, being selfish. Not having any morals, values, or understanding of not only yourself, but other people. You don't even value other people or what they believe. Even if you don't believe it, you say, you know what, I can respect that. And when you have no respect for yourself or you have no respect for what others do, believe, or want to do, or want to achieve in society or in this world, I think ultimately you you need to do away with yourself. You know, stay at home. You know, stay, I don't know what you're going to do. But don't put your ignorance, don't put that hate, don't put that unloving energy out into this world if you're not going to change anything. You know what I mean? That goes back to voting. You Know know yourself. And you know what? Before you go out and put that vote down, know these people. Know your community. You know, it's very important. Go ahead, Mr. Brown. And know that you are a United States resident.
1: You're a citizen of this country, so you have the right to vote. You have the right to so much, felon or not. You have the right to so much. (laughs) That's probably not in every state, but that's here in the state of Michigan. Definitely, Uh, so I I just I I want to drive that home that we have rights, and you and people fought for them. People died Died for for them. them. All colors died for them. You know. So, um, and you know, people stood arm to arm. You know, blacks, whites, they stood arm in arm. It was all about humanity. Yes,
0: the the greater. The greater good, the greater cause of something. And like you, like we were talking about earlier, people died for that yes. because they knew. You say, you know what? Let me put this to the side. This is bigger than us. I got kids, grandkids. You know, this, this means something. You feel it. You feel it in your spirit. When something means something to change, not only yourself, but this might change around the, the nation. This might change around the country. This might change the world. It means something. So like you say, with your movement and how you're engaging with the people, you're touching hands, Mm -hmm. you're door to door, Mm -hmm. you're driving around, you're accessible. So, you know, if the people you're voting for, the people you want to put on the highest pedestal in your community, in your district, even the highest form of the land, get to know them, do a little research. Yes. You know, go to their engagements when they speak or they're they're holding something in the community at the church or any community centers. Get engaged with the people. And be seen. Be seen.
1: Uh, You know. I don't want to see you when it's time to vote. I I wanna see you, you know prior. Prior to that.
0: Because you know what? That's like who 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 would want to even put their trust in someone they don't know? But we do it all the time. All the time. We do it all the time. And
1: when election time come around, you know, you you're thinking, you know, I worked um as a community organizer <laughs> and I was trying to get in touch with someone that's a US House representative, a state house representative. Mm-hmm. I never got in touch with that person. Never did.
0: Phone, email, nothing.
1: Wow. But there but you can find them when it's election time. And see, and and to me it's a servant position. You come to serve. And so if you don't realize that, then you I don't think you should even run. You come to serve the people to put you in office, right? And that means you have to have a relationship. So you, as House representative, I have to have a relationship with the state representatives throughout that that uh, that district, mm-hmm. that congressional district. And then they need to have a good relationship with the consuls and everything that go on in that city. But it goes from the residents up. You that know, and see, and and that's where we're missing it. We are the people who put them in power.
0: Yeah. The disconnect is very. Yeah. (laughs) See, they
1: think it's top down. It's not. It's bottom up. Foundation. Yes. We don't. We're the ones to, to give you the power. And so and because people don't realize that's what we're doing. They're just, oh, we just go out and vote. No, you're giving them the power to do what you need them to do and make sure what you want filter back down. And I don't believe that the funding or anything, I don't believe for one moment it's not there. I just believe that things just don't get appropriated the way they should.
0: Yeah, especially, uh, you know, when things start from the bottom up and the, and, and the pendulum switches to I look down on you because you put me in this high, higher position. That's another reason why people might not want to get out and vote mm-hmm. or get out and do things with their community because – the leadership qualities of the person in that office or in that, you know, uh, higher position of power, you don't care about me. So if you don't care about me, you have no relationship with me, you have no bond with me or my community or the business is there, that that disconnect is going to have a ripple effect of, you know, well, I'll vote again. They're not going to do nothing anyway. They're not going to, I'm not going to have any control anyway. You know, and, and that, that leaves a cold a cold-hearted feeling in our communities. It's, it feels empty, you know what I mean? Even when you just walk the city, walk the streets a little bit, it, it's not really no life in it, you know? And I feel like when people have these higher positions of, of power, especially, you know, in districts in Michigan, connect with the people, man, so people can have some life, something to look forward to. You can only do so much, man, for yourself and for your family and and, and on your own. You can only do so so much with the church. You can only do so much with just your business or engaging with just people you relatively know. Man, get engaged. Get to know these people, man. Get to know these families because they need you. And, and when you have a disconnect with the the need and the want and the necessities, and you and you know you have the money, you know you have the resources, you have the connections, man, hand that out to the people. Let them know. Don't let don't get into a position of power. And then on top of that, make them more ignorant because you'll make them more ignorant when you don't expose them to things that they, that you know you can help them with, if that makes any sense. You know, so if I'm, if I'm in, a, in a position of power and I'm not willing to help my people or help the people that I'm serving, then what am I there for?
1: I think that the millennials need to think more about going into the political arena. I don't, you know, I don't believe that, like my my daughter, my oldest daughter, she's 31. She'll be 31. Okay. But she doesn't believe in it. You know, she doesn't believe in democracy or the republic. You know, she's like, ma, it's it's nobody, no matter what, they don't do what they say they're going to do. Then you, you need to make a change. I'm trying to make a change. So you need to do the same. Your generation need to stand up. Your generation need to make some changes. As um, I read where former President Barack Obama said, if you want to see some change, get a clipboard and get some signatures. And that's what (laughs) I'm doing. Get a clipboard and get you some signatures and start somewhere. Serve on a school board. Start somewhere. Be a a precinct delegate. Do something so you will know what's going on in your community.
0: That's right. And, um, Getting engaged, you know, with the youth, not just through a, a retweet or Instagram post, or you know, just the fake deep stuff, man. Get educated on how the political processes work. Get get educated on how legislation works. Yes. Get educated on how your vote works towards those things, and when you do that, you'll have a a more confident approach to it.
1: Yes. The more
0: you know. And you say people like yourself. Once you talk to these people, and you put that smile on, you put that spirit in them to say, you know what, you can make a change too. And you know what, once you make a change, and if you vote or don't vote for me, get educated. So hey, maybe you might want to run against me, or run with me, or join the team, or join another team to make a prominent change and effect in the community and on the youth or on the elder. Everyone, you know what I mean. It's very important that you put the spirit in people. Put that spirit in people, just like you put the spirit in people and other things to turn up, to get live or into sports or entertainment. Put that same energy into educating people on how they can reform their lives, reform their communities, reform businesses, reform things that affect their families on every level, whether it's housing, job opportunities, everything. Education, educate them, get involved with them, put the spirit into them so that they say, you know what? I may not like it right now, but I might get educated on it to pursue it later. Mm -hmm. Or I might go ahead and go to the social engagements or go to these speaking engagements and see what the people are talking about. See what my representatives are talking about. But as representatives, because Mm -hmm. it's multiple people doing these things, as we alluded to earlier. So please get informed. Please go out there and, and put your... Put the pedal to the metal, people. Quit, quit, quit pussy footing around. You know what I mean? Life is not a game. These policies that they're passing, the laws that are being created isn't a game because it might not affect you right now, but it affects you two or three years from now. It definitely affects your children, your children's children because laws are made to be changed. Laws are made to be broken, but you can't make them if you don't know the processes to make them, to establish them and to make them work for you. You know, so please get out there, young people. Older people too. Don't be, don't be, don't be putting the age limit on change. Don't do that. You know, a lot of our social revolutionaries are well informed and well engaged, well into their mature stages of life. Like you say, I put, I raised my family, I did the job thing. Okay, what's next? Let me go change something. Exactly. You're never too old to change Not yourself and to change life itself for yeah. you and for those around you. So, how do you, how do you feel about, you know? The elderly getting back out here and getting engaged, not only with the millennials, but with their peers as well to, to change things. What do you feel about that?
1: Oh, I think it'll make them feel very good. I, You know, my focus is all voters, but more specifically the elders and the millennials, because elders right now, um, some of them are not getting what they need in communities. Uh, not that the programs are not there, but how how can they get them? They don't have computers. They're not computer literate. So the services that they need, if it requires a computer, they're in tr- some of them will be in trouble. Right. Definitely. And so in, in some of our communities, they they bought into the American dream. They have homes, but they can't take care of them anymore because they're too old. Right? <laughs> right. And so and if you don't have children or some people never had children. So, how are we going to help them? And so, and that's when, if, you're, if you have a, a strong community, then you know about that that senior woman who doesn't have any family, that you're going to look out for her and right. you're not going to do her any harm. And for our millennials, just, just transparency that they can trust and believe in a democracy and believe in a republic, that we are a strong people in this country and that we can make changes and that you can make a change and that you do matter.
0: You do matter. All people, all ideologies, all the races and creeds of people definitely matter. Yes. You know, you, you can't isolate. You, you you can to a degree, you know, on you know a certain culture or a certain people for certain changes of things. But when it affects, like we're always talking about here on this podcast in regards to our conversation, when it comes to changing the whole, you have to think of the whole. You know, not just a certain age or demographic or race demographic. When you're running for something like the state house representatives, you're representing the state. All people, all creeds, all races, you know, all levels of not only your finance, but education as well. When you're a representation that high in the land, connect. Figure it out. That's what That's what you're there for. Connect with the people and figure out their needs and wants. And if they can't access it, make it accessible. Exactly. And you know, and if you're if you're able bodied, especially as a millennial or a middle aged individual in this society, get out there and engage with the elderly people. The elderly people pass that wisdom down, pass that knowledge down. Getting don't be scared of us. Please inform us. Please just embrace us because we don't hate the elderly generation. You know, it's it's more so of a you know, what have you taught me? What have you showed me? What have you passed down? So pass down these things. Give us the information. Give us those gems and keys of life. Not just the the window that you've been looking out of all those years. Right. Because there is a new world, there's a new vision, there's new spirit, there's new energy out here, new technology, new everything. And what we need to do is come together and, and work with each other on that so we can come about in a, a better sense of our community and sense of ourselves. Once you say, you know what? You're not that bad after all. Let me teach you this. You know what? Well, you're not that bad. Let me show you this. Once you teach and show, learn and give and receive, then everything around it becomes beautiful. Everything around it becomes conscious. Everything around it becomes what it needs to be, you know.
2: And
1: then um, the millennials have to make themselves available to be taught. Um, Once again, availability. Yes, because um, I, I was down Downtown uh, on the uh, Wayne, count, uh, Wayne State campus, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get signatures and, and talk to the to the students walking around with the earbuds in their ears, looking straight forward, just like in Time some of some other world. And I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my God, anything can happen, and they wouldn't even know what's going on." I talked to to peop- to to millennials and I, and, and I asked them, well, did you know this happened?" No, hadn't heard anything. So I said, well, how exactly are we supposed to reach you? If you're not watching the news mm-hmm. and you're um if you're not on Facebook, and you can't trust what you see on Facebook because right. Facebook is killing people every day. That, you know. So how exactly do we reach you so you will know what's going on? That's a question I'm asking you. I don't even know how to reach. Sometimes the millennials. Now, I spend a lot of time with millennials and Mm -hmm. I observe, you know, I ask questions. I know what's going on with my own children. I know what their concerns are. They're concerned about their finances. How can I start a family? Can I afford to start a family? Uh, This educational debt that I have, you know, they're and they're pretty successful. But those are the things that are going on in their mind. You know, I have one child, but I don't think I'm going to have two because they don't feel like they can afford it. You're scared of the future. Yeah.
0: You, you, and that, that all goes back to not having trust in the society that has, you know, educated you. The society that raised you. Not having faith in it. When I don't have faith in something, when I don't believe, like like I was talking about earlier, you don't have no faith or belief in systems and processes that have failed me to a degree that has kind of set me up for what I deem as failure or no means to progress for the next generation of my family. Then I might not be engaged. I might not be as socially engaged or I might be socially awkward because I, f- I have this wall up of everybody disappointed me, everybody failing me, everybody telling me to do this. And then when I do it, it never turned out to how it was supposed to be. However, I feel like in the millennial age bracket, you have to be resilient, man. You have to be willing to fight for what you believe. You know, if school and debt is kicking your butt, that means you need to engage, like you say, with your representatives. Mm -hmm. You need to go ahead and get with these local, you know, activists and the people in your community to figure out, man, how can I attack this Yes, on a state level?
1: Yes, How how can I change
0: that? You have to have a, a mindset of, you know what, if it's hurting me, if, if it's causing all the stress and anxiety, if it's causing me all this disappointment, let me get with my age bracket. Let me get with my group. Let's hold some meetings. Let's hold some things. You know, they might have that, but it's not of the mass appeal. It's not on a mass level. So I feel like people need to get together on a millennial dynamic, get together in mass groups. Like you say, with an agenda, within the plan, uh, with structure, you know, and go at. Each thing that's affecting us, that's definitely school yes. debt. Yes. Starting families, buying homes. A lot of people don't know nothing about real estate. A lot of people don't know nothing about buying a home. You know why? Because when my parents were coming up, they didn't really know about buying a home. When my grandparents were buying homes, all they knew was about really, you know, refinancing homes. Which goes back to what we were talking about earlier with education. Mm-hmm. Now, in the millennial age group, we have no excuse, y'all, for not being educated on certain things because we have access to it. You have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, filter out the BS and get to these inboxes and DMs on people who can educate you and educate your circle about the things that's going to affect us in those next five to 10 years, 10, 20, 30 years, because we're going to have kids and grandkids, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And get educated on these things that affect us. So when we learn about it, we get taught about it. Not only do we get engaged with the elderly and our representatives in our community, we have something to pass down that won't be a disappointment. Learning about your credit, buying homes, having different skill sets, having assets and not being a liability to exactly. yourself. You know, So when you're a liability and you limit your education, you limit your skills, you limit how you engage socially, then you limit your future. You limit the chances of you getting out that debt. You limit the chances of passing down knowledge because you're ignorant to what could be. You know what I mean? So change yourself, man, like I was alluding to earlier, and Mrs. Barley as well. You know, change your attitude. Change how you approach. Change how change how people will approach you because you're educated, because you're out your own way. You're putting pride and ego to the side. You're putting the money to the side. It's about an opportunity. It's about a will to say, you know what? I'm going to be better. I'm going to teach this person to be better. So that the next generation can learn from us as well. It won't be a disappointment. They won't we won't fail them. We won't feel like we failed them. Or they you know that they have this, you know, this gripe or this anger, this bitterness towards the older generations. Or they want to be like us. They want to be young. No, I want to look up to the elderly so that one day I can be an elder and pass down that wisdom. Pass down a business. Pass down a home. Learn how to. You know and that's what really what it's all about, so in closing, Miss Brodie, anything you want to add social medias uh anything you want to add to the people to the to the community
1: get actively involved, know the importance of your vote. Vote, please get out and vote this year. The other thing I want to say is if you don't have the positive role models in your family then there's enough education out here that you can educate yourself. There's enough programs going on that Southwest Solution does a dynamic. uh, They have dynamic programs over there. And so you have to find the resources. The library is a plethora of information. If you go to downtown Detroit library definitely. so you can educate yourself, because all of us don't come from that fantastic family, you know, that yeah, somebody could tell me something, but I can be the start of it. Definitely. You, know? you
0: can definitely be the start you of can, being resourceful.
1: Yes. So you, we're resourceful when it comes to everything else. Everything we have to, goes. <laughs> so we have to <laughs> learn how to be resourceful in a positive way.
0: Yes. And I, and I also felt like, um, excuse me, I also felt like uh, getting engaged, you know, it, it'll create an energy and create a spirit in our people on another level, not just in your community, but around the world. Yes. You know, you have to think of not only politics in your nation or in your city, you know, in your state, you have to think of politics around the world. Yes. Think of how you're going to engage with the world. That's one thing that I, I really urge people to, to do is get exposed to the world. Get exposed to other people, other cultures, other language, you know. And once you do that, you'll have this balance of saying, you know what, I've seen the city, I've seen Detroit, I've seen whatever state you're from, I've seen this this school, I've seen how this works. Get out here in the world, travel, see other things and meet other people so that when you come back, you have something, a world view yes. of how you're going to approach business, how you're going to approach the legislature, how you're going to approach finance, education, everything, every level. And that takes time. And if we as millennials have to realize that too, it's not day to day. It's not week to week. It's not moment to moment. You really have to put years in, time in, sacrifices in. You know, be resilient, be strong, be sharp, engage, use the social media to social network. You know, your net worth ultimately is a foundation of your network. Who do you know? you know why do they know what they know and if they do know that let me know this so i can teach that and i think that's very important for not only millennials for the elderly out there for the middle aged parents mm-hmm. you know the 40 plus bracket even grandparents you know you know i know you read you know watch the news and stuff like that but every now and then go outside even if you're at church talk to the youth at the church ask them their needs and wants get out get out your way as well once we get out of our own ways and stuck in this I know it all, phase or, or, you know, mindset, my God, the changes, man. You know, so if you believe in everything else, you believe in God, you believe in certain rituals, you you believe in certain things, believe in yourself, engage and talk to other people and believe in them so that we as a, as a community, as a nation, you know, as as a humanity as a whole can believe in each other and believe in ourselves so we can make the world believe that they can make a change and make a difference. You know, so once you do that, man, the world will be a better place. You know, so right now I'm waiting on Sarah. She's mixing another show. You know, Ms. Bradley, it was a pleasure having you. You know, I, I got right. I got nervous for you. You wouldn't answering the phone for a minute. You got lost on me. I was like, oh, my God, I'm sick. I know it. I hope she. I hope she comes through, man, on the ignorant intelligent podcast. So, but you know what? The,
1: and I, all I was thinking was, oh my goodness, why has this happened? Why am I lost out here? I, you know, because <laughs> everything happened for a reason. I'm like, what is this all about? Why am I lost? I need to get myself back on track. But yeah. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad I got here. And, I definitely and wasn't about
0: to leave. I was like, she, she's going to show up. Yeah. I wasn't leaving until she showed up. Yeah. You know, so def- that's definitely, definitely one of my, my best it. friends' mother. You know, all about respect. It's all about that too, man. Showing respect to your people. You know what I mean? If you know, when you're in different social settings, in different environments, you have different kind of people you engage with. You handle yourself different. Carry yourself different. And that I think that's important. You don't want to be this, like I said, the, the same person in every setting, in every area of your life, because it'll leave you to just be that the same person. Mm-hmm. You know, be willing and open to change. Read a book. You know, get engaged with things, learn a different skill, have other things to offer people besides your company. When people talk to you, when people engage with you, they want to know what can they get out that conversation. You know, you don't always want to just get the same things or the the same nonchalant attitudes or the same perspective. You know, get different things out of different people. That means go travel. Go out to different social settings, the library. You know what I mean? Go to different conferences. When people hosting things, you don't want to just go to the concert downtown or the venue or the sport or the ball game. Go to these conferences where people teach you things about about money, teach you about the real estate game, teach you about your credit, how to build your self-worth and your self-value. You know, and I feel like once we do that as a people, man, as individual first, though, do that as an individual first, that when you pass it on to another person, they say, you know what, I take that person serious. Let me tell the next person and the next person. Next thing you know, you got four to five people following you, listening to you, and those five or six people, you take that to another five and six and say, you know what? This is our ideology. This is what we stand on. What do you believe? What do you think? What is your opinion? Collaborate on ideas. Don't always be combative and argumentative. Be open-minded. Be open-spirited. You know, always be open to life in general, you know.
1: Nothing happens without unity, <laughs> unity, even within yourself, peace within yourself. You know,
0: mm, elaborate on that. Please elaborate on that before we close the show. <laughs> unity in self. Please elaborate on that.
1: Yeah. If you don't have peace and unity within yourself, you can't even move forward. And so when you're trying to move for a greater cause, we have to have unity. Mm-hmm. We have to have um, um, and, and we see right now we they have unity but it's negative you know you know what i'm saying <laughs> cuz whatever you come together if you have you come together and you have one mind to go towards something it could be good or bad and so we're trying to i'm my my thing is for this is to move ahead for communities i love what's going on in downtown detroit love it it's beautiful but it need to go east west north and south it needs to yes Stretch it out. Stretch on out. Stretch on out to the other communities.
0: Yeah. You know, lend a, lend a helping hand, man. If you got it, give it, mm-hmm. whether that's knowledge, whether that's an opportunity. You know, if it's finance, that's cool. But a lot of people don't understand, man, when you give money, there's not really too much value in that to a degree. You know, you want to you give people the opportunity to learn things from you so that they can make their own and and give their own.
1: And volunteer.
0: And volunteer, man. Find some
1: place to volunteer. There's plenty
0: of it out here. Like you said, if you can research and Google and and get on things to find the ignorance, man, get on things Mm -hmm. to have value to yourself and value to your community, do it willingly. And don't do it with the attitude either. Don't do it just to post it or do it just to say, I did it. Do it with the purpose. Do it with the cause. Do it with energy and love. As soon as you do that, man, everything will be all good. This is the Ignorant Intelligent Podcast. Y'all stay jiggy. Y'all stay loving. And please, you know, have balance in your life, man. Go out there and vote. Go out there and register. Go out there and get engaged. You know, Sarah, that's about it. We're gonna wrap it up. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good.
2: You're tired. Good. Long weekend. Yeah, we I mean, it's, it's yeah. been a long week
0: for all. Of, you know, everyone here is like <sighs> just tired. <laughs> it's been a long week of adulting. I yeah. can say that. Yeah. It so we're gonna wrap the show up. Season. Tax season, so That's I just did. Why, yeah, I just did my taxes too. I, did too, I, I need yeah. some kids because I, Miss Body, killing me on the taxes every oh. week on my check. I go Actually, to see if I, I got a little bit of a refund, but it ain't enough. My tax refund was pretty okay. It I wasn't, was okay. I wasn't upset about it. I'm not upset either, but I need a kid. I need a couple dependents. Y'all killing me, <laughs> Uncle Sam. Y'all killing me, baby. Go yeah. hit that music, Sarah. Thank you guys for tuning in.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I well, alright. Well, all
2: right, first yeah, this ain't no podcast, it is a broadcast, yeah, yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard, intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first, sippin' on this brown with a brown skin, cognac and caramel skins with time beard, Who you love? Who you hate? Well, let's talk about it. The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic. Hotter than the tropics. You looking for it? You know we got it. See the bigger picture, no microscopic. We the livest, Know you tuned in? Yeah, we know you tuned in. Nothing but a G thing. All we missing is juice and gin. Tying up the loose ends. We ain't ask for your two cents. Special guests every single day and still no new friends. Calm down, youngin'. I know you see that we run it. I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming. I ain't talking three thousand. I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it. It's geese, Just say you love it. Uh, this that ain't the red issue, like yeah. get cheeky G-E on the mic, one two one two. This that ain't the red issue, like you know sports, social commentary, women in life, yeah. This that ain't the red issue, like uh huh. Yeah. Getting G-E
1: cheeky on the mic, one two one two.
2: Social commentary, women in life That's right